Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. You need to have a minimum or maximum of 50 characters in your title, but all of your competitors have... Your attention, please, please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue strength and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host, and this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams on Amazon via private label 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. As a matter of fact, I was just online. I was looking last minute for a Halloween costume, and while I was doing all that searching, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today's episode is going to be an interview with Casey Goss. He's a young entrepreneur and he is doing really well with a service called Viral Launch. And this interview actually took place a few days ago. So this was before the October 24th uh, terms of service change. I'm actually curious what he has to say about this, but it's already been recorded. So we'll tag him in the podcast in our Facebook group and he can uh, perhaps you can comment there to see if anything's changed at all. Uh, because as we know today, October 24th, uh, Amazon released a uh, an update to the terms of service that essentially says if you use any kind of incentivized reviews, you will be suspended, or at least you'll, you might be suspended. So um, it's a big, drastic, more um, severe uh, penalty for using incentivized reviews before they would just remove the reviews. Now they're saying you might get suspended. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hello, everybody. I am here with Casey Goss. Casey is the CEO and co-founder of Viral Launch. And Viral Launch is a platform for Amazon private label sellers to help launch their products. And Casey, you've done this with over 10,000 products and you guys offer coaching, design, photography, keyword ranking, and a lot more. Is that right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you so much for having me, Manny. My pleasure. So I met you in LA at a conference and you were one of the youngest guys there. You and your brother were there. And um, I don't think your brother said two words. He's, he's more the, uh, the engineer behind the scenes, right? Real quiet. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, you, you guys are, uh, you're pretty young. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I'm 23 and Corey is 21. Okay. Awesome. And have you been selling on Amazon yourself or did you just launch viral launch and, and that's where you went? Yeah. So to date, I haven't sold a single thing. I was more of like the tech side with my co-founder when I got started. And now I feel like it'd be too big of a conflict of interest if I sold. You guys have 10,000 products uh, over how many clients would you say? A little over 2,500. Let me ask you, when did you guys launch Viral Launch? That sounds weird. Launch Viral Launch. When did you guys actually uh, push that out? (laughs) Yeah, we launched in October of 2014. 2014. So it's not that long ago, actually. There's a couple of years now. All right. Cool. Cool. So I mentioned uh, very briefly what I think you guys do. Maybe if there's anything that I missed, uh, your best elevator pitch, what else do you guys do? Yeah. So we're a product success platform or a launch success platform where we take 
everybody at any stage where we'll one, help you validate, you know, your product idea will help build you a great product packaging label, photography listing, help you get up there in the ranks, make sure you're converting well, help you build a review base, like through email follow-ups, manage sponsored ads and coaching. I mean, we really try to do it all. So somebody has a product, do you guys cater more to people that are just now coming up with their first product? Or would you say you deal mainly with people that have already been doing this for a while and, and want some additional help to expand? It's probably about 60% people who know what they're doing and just need some help. Um, and about 40% actually of people who are pretty lost and are looking for someone to kind of hold their hand through at least the beginning stages of the process. It can be pretty daunting. So is it a turnkey solution? Like if I order a product from China, I find the supplier and I bring that in. I say, hey, I want you guys to create my entire listing and, and launch this whole thing. Is that what you guys do? Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. So how much does that cost? What would it cost me to do something like that? So we price everything out as you need. So if you have a photographer, if you, you know, want to build the listing yourself, we have like, so we, I guess it's not very clear. We don't have like one package for all of that. We basically have you get together with an account executive who will help you determine what you do need, what you don't need from us. And then we'll put together a package for you from there. Okay. How many people do you have at your company? Uh, 15 now. Okay, yeah. cool. Where are you guys based out of? Indianapolis. Um, okay. So I get a product. Well, let me, let me back up. Do you guys actually help with product selection as well? So we won't give you ideas. I feel like we would be selling out our other clients if we were doing that, but we will help you validate your idea. So we'll help you say, you know, this is a good idea or, Hey, this may be a good idea, but like, here's the big investment that you're going to have to put in. And so every, like, in my opinion, every product is a good product to sell. So long as the numbers make sense for you. Okay. And so we want to help you become aware of like what those numbers are exactly. Okay. So you guys run the numbers behind the scene. You say, okay, yeah, we think competition is going to be too fierce or whatever the, the, the variables are, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. So let's just say that I have nothing, Casey. I come to you, I go, man, I've got this purple widget and it's awesome. Everybody needs this thing, but I don't have photography. All I have is my iPhone and I'm not the best uh, you know, copywriter what would it cost me to hire you guys to take this and, and launch it? I'm putting you on the spot, I know. But this no, is what no the, the listeners want to know this stuff. So I got to ask. So yeah, like I said, all of our prices or all of our packages are priced individually, but our account executives will help you put together a package. So like, you know, photography, if you want six to nine photos, that's 547. If you want package and label design, I think Sorry, I, I think it's five ninety seven or six forty seven. But if you come and you say, you know, I want two or three or all of your services combined, then we'll give you a discount like across those packages. And and really like so, our goal isn't to sell you on as many packages as as we can, right? Like our our job is to help you be successful and in whatever context that is for your business. So if you already have the photos or if you already have something like we're going to let you know, Hey, this is great already. Like don't use our service for that. We'll help you with the things that you do need help with. Okay. Awesome. So it's all a la carte essentially. And you can, there's no, you don't have uh, one particular thing where I can say, I want everything unless I'm going to talk to one of your executives. Is that right? Right. It sounds like we uh, need to make some adjustments there. <laughs> no, no, I'm curious. So, okay. That's cool. All right. So let's just say now I've, I've got the thing going. What's the most important thing? I mean, a lot of people always ask, what, what should I focus on? Should it be my images? Should it be my keywords? I know what I think. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm asking the questions. So uh, I'd like to get your opinion on things as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, naturally I'm biased because I'm a service provider, but so in my opinion, like 
you have to be doing everything well, right? So if you just focus on your keywords, but your product looks terrible, you might get ranking for those keywords, but you're not going to convert because no one wants to buy your stuff. Or if you are just focused on having a great looking product, but you don't have a great listings, you're not going to rank for anything and no one's going to buy your stuff. Right. And so, yeah. So like we coach, like do everything really well because too many people are focused on like, okay, what's the silver bullet? And then they're chasing, you know, these rabbit trails and they never really make headway. But if they would just, you know, grind out on every little piece and make sure everything is going really well, then yeah, then, then they're going to have a great business. Okay. And, Sorry, one last thing, like you, maybe the most important thing is having a great product. Cause if you don't have a great product, then you're going to get bad reviews. No one's ever going to buy, you know, your widget. Okay. So do you prefer people come to you with product ideas or do you prefer they come to you when they're already, when they've already ordered the product and it's on its way, or maybe they already have it? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier for us if you already have the product and you're ready to go, but maybe not so much as like, you know, sourcing grill gloves versus, you know, a French press, the, like just making sure your product is like quality and is what the customer is expecting to get. That's, right. that's really the most important. Okay. Do you, t- do you uh, advise people to stay away from commodities um, and go after something that's pretty unique? Largely, but again, like you can make it work. It kind of depends on what you're looking for. I definitely, we definitely don't suggest, you know, going after Garcinia Cambogia and expecting to rank <laughs> in the top 10 for that keyword. Yeah. Come on. I thought you guys were good. <laughs> I mean, we, we're good, but I don't think you want to spend that money. Okay. So yeah, that's true. It's all relative, right? It's just a matter of what you want to spend. So that brings me to another point then. If you come up with a product that's very niche and it doesn't have that much competition, then the, uh, the fees that you guys charge in order to get you to rank first page for those keywords is going to be a lot less than in going after something that's just crazy competitive, right? Right. Well, and so like... Sometimes it depends on your market, but we'll advise you against using us. So if you can just get ranking like quickly, just through having some initial reviews and running sponsored ads or just lowering your price, we're going to coach you to do that. So like, again, like I said, it's not our goal to get you to pay us as much money as possible. It's our goal to help you to be successful. And so if it doesn't make sense for you to run a giveaway, we're going to like help to help you identify that basically. Right. And that's what I liked about you when I met you and we were talking. I was like, this guy's kind of a, he's got a no BS approach. Uh, if I asked you a question you didn't know, you're like, I'm sorry, man, I don't have the data on that. And I was like, oh man. So you didn't try to uh, BS your way around the question. So that's cool. So <laughs> let's talk about keywords though. If I want to rank, um, oh, well, let me see. Let, let me back up. I, I come to you. How do I know what keywords to actually rank for if I'm a newbie or if I'm just starting out? Do you guys have a way to identify the appropriate keywords or is that something that that I as a seller have to kind of come up with since it's my product. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely want to help you there. And a lot of the reason we want to help in these different areas is because we've seen so many sellers, you know, make mistakes or waste money. And so when it comes down to determining keywords, one, like we're expecting you to be somewhat of an expert in your space. You know, like I, like, let's say I'm your, your coach or whatever. I don't know very much about, you know, women beauty products or something like that. So I may not be aware of some keywords that would work or some keywords that like don't make sense, you know? And so we'll get that information from you. And if you've run sponsored ads, that's really a great approach because that lets us 
understand, you know, this is what converts versus this is what doesn't convert. Cause we don't want to get you ranking for a keyword that doesn't convert. Cause you're just wasting your money and your time. Um, okay. We know now that the launch strategies for a lot of people have changed, right? Because Amazon updated their terms of service. Um, incentivized reviews are no longer allowed to drive those initial reviews. So let's go back. Let's say uh, somebody comes to you or, or you're giving advice to a friend that's about to launch his Amazon business. How would you start? What, where would you uh, start? What would you tell him? And let's take it from beginning to end and in the yeah. shortest way we can. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And cut me off if I ever get long winded, I can go down some rabbit trail. So um, <laughs> initially, like I said, you just need to make sure that your product is great quality and is really going to leave a good impression on the customer. You need reviews. Reviews are so important now and now more than ever because you can't get them as easily. And so again, having like a wonderful product that people are going to want to review and review well is crucial. So then the next step is having a product that looks great. So whether it has labels or not, you need something that's going to catch the customer's eye, right? So like when we're designing labels or packaging, we try to go look at the competitors and then we're trying to find colors that will contrast at least to a degree so that when you're scrolling down the results, your particular product pops, right? And so that's going to draw, help you to drive, you know, sessions, help you to drive clicks um, once you are ranking. And then the next step is we'll help you put together a listing. Well, and sorry to backtrack a little bit. We actually build the listing first so that we can get your listing up on Amazon. We can generate an FN SKU. And what we do is we build the listing great. Um, so you're indexed well initially for all your keywords or all the keywords we intend. And then we grab the FN SKU, uh, your barcode. And so then we set the listing to inactive. And the reason, and we can get into that later, but that has a lot to do with building your sales history. And you don't want your product sitting there collecting no sales, but active because Amazon sees that poorly or they look down upon that. You know, To them, it's, it's a listing that's sitting there and it's not selling. So it must not be very good in their eyes. Yeah. Um, so guys, I hope you're taking notes on this because that's a really big one. I would say what, 90% of people maybe more than that, do not do this, right? You go out, you order product, you've actually set everything up in your listing. And what happens? I think most of you have probably seen this. The listing goes to suppress while you're waiting for the product to arrive. So what you're saying, Casey, is don't let it do that. Go in, set it to inactive because if it's in a suppressed state, are you seeing data that says it's actually accumulating history? And since there's no sales, it's, it's history of no sales. Yep, exactly. So it's bad for you. So, wow. Okay. So that's, that's golden nugget number one so far, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let me ask you this though. If, if, and I'm jumping way forward at this point, yeah. but if somebody runs into a scenario where they do run out of stock, okay, and they are waiting for product to arrive, what do you do at that point? And then how long can they be essentially with no sales driving no history before it affects their listing badly and they start dropping rank and it makes it uh, very, very difficult to get back up to where they need to be. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, I don't, I, that's something I don't have enough data on, but like from experience, I've actually seen some like pretty crazy results where people have been, you know, they've been sold out for months at a time. They don't have an inventory and then they, they, they're, sorry, their inventory comes into FBA and they're ready to go and they haven't lost a, a spot. And so, but I've also seen people lose quite a bit like pages. And so I haven't, 
enough data to like draw some correlation or draw it, any correlation. Is that typically because or when, when a product is out of stock for too long, it'll also go into a suppressed state. Do you do anything there? Do you adjust anything? Yeah, we, we would set it to inactive in that. So you would. And so in any scenario where you're going to be going over a certain amount of time, uh, you would set it to inactive. Yep, exactly. How much time would you say? I, like I personally would do it as soon as possible because again, I don't want to build this uh, like a poor sales history for any period of time longer than I have to. Okay, cool. All right, continue. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. So we build that, we grab the F and SKU, we build the barcode and we put it on the packaging. And then from there we wait for samples to come in and then we'll build you a photo set. And we're huge uh, advocates of having both studio. So like, you know, your typical white background, largely because your main image is required to be, you know, this white, plain white background. And then from there, we'll also build like uh, what we call lifestyle shots. So like in action or like really the, the whole goal of the photo set is to tell a story. Right. And so you want to satisfy every potential question from the customer's mind. Like, Oh, I'm not exactly sure how big it is. Or like, so answer that by showing, you know, maybe it's a sports bottle showing it next to an iPhone or a dumbbell because like relatively people understand how big an iPhone is. So then, you know, they'll, have that context to understand how big your, you know, your water bottle is. You can't, you know, you can't show this image like Amazon does sometimes with this figure holding a water bottle and it's like a ghosted image. Nobody, nobody understands. And so then it creates like, even on a subconscious level, it, it creates like these questions like, oh, is it big enough? Is it the right size? Anyways. Yeah. So like we, we build these whole photo sets for people. And then from there, let me stop you real quick. So are you yeah. getting the, the questions that you're trying to answer through the photos, if this is the first time a person is actually launching the product, are you getting this by reading the reviews of competitors' products and seeing what all the questions are there? Exactly. And we're also like, this is where we work with the client to understand what the, you know, the core features are of your product. So, you know, let's say they're oven mitts that have like lining on the inside that your, your competitors don't, we want to highlight that. So we're going to take plenty of pictures. Well, not plenty. We're limited to nine, but we're going to take photos like showing that off. We're going to take photos showing that they're easy to clean. We're going to take, we want to point out all the features so people understand why, you know, the offering is so great. And a lot of competitors are like, Hey, here's our gloves and they can do this one thing. But if you're showing all these other things, even if to you, they're, you know, they're kind of no brainers to other people. You're really, you know, accentuating those, those features. So okay. we, we see like a lot better conversions from that, those things. Cool. So, so from there, we would do the keyword research necessary to understand. Well, sorry, I guess we've already done the keyword research when we built the listing. And just now with the TOS change, the approach is quite a bit different, right? So like before we would suggest using a review service or something like that and whatever you felt comfortable with in order to generate those initial reviews, because what we see review quantity is, is really important. So like I said, we've, we've done, you know, over 10,000 product launches. And what we see is let's say we go for Garcinia Cambogia, we can get you ranking, but are you going to sell well organically? Most likely no because you're not going to have a competitive number of reviews relative to the people you're ranking around. So for example, if you go and search vitamin C serum, you'll see a couple of listings like from this company called Hamilton Healthcare. They're notorious in a space for being able to rank for every single keyword, but they don't sell well. And 
among some other reasons, like one of the biggest attributors to that is their lack of reviews simply. So like, if you go look, everybody has, you know, thousands and thousands of reviews. These guys have like 40 and everybody has thousands of sales per month. These guys have like a hundred per month or, or less. And a lot of the reason is from a consumer standpoint, if you think about it, like these guys are, are searching and their only indicator of popularity is the review quantity. So if something has 5,000 reviews in your product or another product has a hundred reviews as a customer, I'm going to assume that your product is inferior because you have only had a hundred people review it. Well, these other people have had 5,000 people review it. So it must be good, right? There's, there's like no magic number when it comes to reviews. It's all about, you know, relativity. And so when we do launch suggestions, what we try to do is like, let's say you want to go for vitamin C serum. Well, we'll look down, you know, page one and we'll try to find these pockets of lower average review quantity. So, you know, for example, if everybody has, let's say like in descending order, like the review quantity is like a thousand, a thousand. And then you find a couple that are at like 200 or 500 or they're mixed in there. We'll try to fit you in our launch strategy. You know, we'll try to aim for position, you know, number seven or wherever that little pocket is and get you ranking there so that your level of reviews is comparative to those around you. And that's how we see the best intake in organic sales from there. Hey guys, Manny Coates here. If you've been following my podcast, you know I'm a huge fan of the Helium 10 tools for Amazon sellers. I only use the best tools out there and the Helium 10 suite of tools are in my opinion, best in class. Now, just because I'm the founder of Helium 10 doesn't mean that's all I use, right? I go where the money's at and if there's a tool on the market that I haven't made and that tool helps me make money, I'll use it and I'll talk about it here on the podcast and I'll even link to it in our tools section at the ampmpodcast.com website. But I can honestly say that there's no no place that I know of where you can get all the important tools that an FBA seller would need in one place, where the tools work with one another to help you save time and make you a lot of money. Now, the Helium 10 tools have had a huge hand in helping me go from zero to over a million dollars in Amazon sales in just 10 months. Okay, keyword research, listing optimization, and a super tool called 5K Checker that makes sure that the words in my listings, okay, the front end and the back end, are actually indexed by Amazon. And guys, if you're not checking this, you're leaving money on the table for sure because Amazon is always tweaking their search engine. Okay, so I always use 5K Checker every single month on every single one of my listings to ensure that my listings are still indexed for my keywords and that I'm still pulling in customers like crazy. If you're a longtime listener, you know I'll never use a tool unless it can save me a lot of time or it's gonna make me a lot of money. So I'm confident Helium 10 will do this for you guys, all right? There's a money back guarantee, so there's no risk. Check it out, head over to helium10.com. Helium10.com, that's H-E-L-I-U-M 10.com. Cool. So, yeah. so how does Hamilton then, you mentioned, you know, they're, they're known for ranking very well for just about every keyword, but if their reviews are low and they're not getting the sales, how are they maintaining that kind of rank in your opinion? Oh, so no, it's, I know exactly how they're doing it. So they're doing some black hat ranking method that involves like driving a lot of bot traffic in particular ways. So not that we're not responsible for Hamilton healthcare, but um, (laughs) yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly how they're doing it. Okay. All right. So that's all right. Well, we'll skip that one. We don't want to really talk about black hat stuff and get people uh, give them ideas and get their accounts suspended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Now the launch strategy has changed post TOS, right? And so 
it's a lot more difficult to get those initial reviews, which then, which you need in order to have a competitive number of reviews. And so what our approach has become here is in, in many, you talked about this on a webinar that we were both on is we are going after a lot smaller keywords in terms of like search volume. We're going after more long, long tail keywords so that we can get you ranking. It's not as expensive, but we know that we can drive some sales from there. So we'll, we'll run sponsored ads. We'll make sure that your price is low and we'll get you ranking for some, some simpler keywords so that we can drive those initial sales. And then we come in with a, a great email follow-up sequence and we use a service, you know, like feedback five or feedback genius or, or any one of those to make sure that you're really trying to, to, to drive those organic uh, reviews. So reviews, so a lot of people are afraid post TOS that they can't follow up with purchasers at a discount for a review. And so I actually have a friend um, in this space. He was a service provider and he has direct contact with Amazon's legal system or legal department. And so he's actually had verification from those guys that it's okay one to, to send discounted products to customers and to have a third party do that. But it's also okay to follow up with those customers of discounted purchases for a review. So long as you know, you're not violating their other guidelines, such as, you know, like, manipulating the review, telling them what to say, telling them what not to say. So anyways, so yeah, so that's still our approach. Again, obviously the rates aren't the same, but and sorry again if I'm rambling, but so we go after these longer tail keywords, make sure that sales are being driven. We use sponsored ads, we lower the price to make sure that you are driving sales. And from there, we're driving those initial reviews. And so it's a longer process, but you're still able to quickly build up your review quantity, get some organic sales because we're getting you ranking, we're running sponsored ads. And as that review quantity builds up, we'll go after more and more ambitious keywords to just continue to increase your sales. Okay, um, cool. So are you getting the, the majority of your traffic then through sponsored ads? when you're launching a product? It depends on what the keywords are, but we will split it between sponsored ads and the organic rankings. So in your opinion, what's the best way to get, uh, as a customer, I want to get a specific search term uh, ranked. What would you tell me? Let's say I'm your buddy, okay? I'm, I'm not a, cl a client, but I'm like, hey man, I, I got this search phrase. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, baseball glove or pink baseball glove, whatever the phrase is. And I want to rank very quickly, the best way possible. How do you do that? So if it's, if you can't just quickly do it through like some sponsored ads or yeah, if you can't do that, then we would just suggest running a launch. There's well, no, where, where would you put that keyword? Uh, it, would you say, you know, oh. make sure you put it in the title or the description or what would you do with it? Title for sure. So back in, and I know that you had mentioned this too, you had seen it too. So back in, I think the data was March or April, we saw like a pretty decent size shift in the algorithm in terms of favoring the keywords that were in a product's title particularly, but the, the rest of the content as well. And so like what we're seeing is when we're running launches for a title, we'll target one keyword, but we end up seeing sometimes like 10, 15, 20 keywords. And some of these are like large volume keywords and you end up ranking for, you know, a lot of those keywords simply because you have them in the title. And so Amazon, like we just cannot express enough. You need to have your main keywords in your title. I don't care. Like, you know, if they're in your bullet point and you're targeting them, no, they need to be in your title because you're just getting so much more weight put towards those keywords if they are in your title. 
Yeah, absolutely. To reemphasize, so essentially anything, or this is what we've seen, anything that's in your title, any keyword gets a rank boost, an uplift, a benefit on any sale that you have, regardless of whether that keyword was even used in the sale. So if somebody somehow finds my product by typing in glass dog, and just for example, I have that somewhere in my bullets or something, all, and I get that sale, every other keyword that's in my title, even though I don't have glass dog in there, will get an uplift, a small little amount of Amazon juice. So what you're saying, Casey, is super awesome, right? Because I mean, it's super important. Get your best keywords in there because those are the ones that are going to get the highest left eventually with a new uh, algorithm update. Exactly. And so, yeah, so now when we run launches, we're tracking not only the keyword that we, you know, you have specified you want to target, but we're tracking like 10 others so that we can understand exactly, you know, how the keyword lineup in your title affects your keyword ranking when sales are driven through. And it's, it's pretty awesome. Like we have these graphs where like after three days, you just see all these 10 keywords shoot up to page one. It's like, it's, it's like insane, but again, and then you'll see a couple of stragglers that don't hit. And then you go look at the listing and, and those keywords, they were in their bullet, but they weren't in their title. So yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. It makes, it makes our job more effective and it helps sellers get ranking that much quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find well, in your opinion, what's better right now, bullets or the backend search terms? That so that we actually don't know because we don't have access to enough people's backend data. We can't analyze that when we're analyzing the launch results. So, ideally, you know, in an ideal world, we would be tied into everybody's backend, like their seller central account, and we could track that. But currently, we we don't. So we can only track that on the listings that we build for for people or the accounts that we manage. So what would you say are, and I'm going to jump back to keywords because it's, it's pretty important stuff, but oh, yeah. what are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making in product selection when they're uh, looking for their, their very first product? So people don't understand that there's going to be marketing costs involved in getting a product up and going. So people will, again, like, I kid you not, we still see plenty of people sourcing Garcinia, Cambogia, or, you know, these high lo- these products that are insanely competitive and, you know, they think they can compete because their product is higher quality, but like, honestly, 90% of the sellers like, and and maybe the products are, but the customers don't know that, but 90% of the customers think that their products are, are higher quality, right? But nobody, the customer doesn't see that. And if that causes you to pay $5 or a couple dollars more, if that significantly increases the price that you're paying to source that product, a lot of the time it's, it's a bad move because you still need to spend, you know, the same amount in terms of, or you still need to give away the same amount of units. And so you end up spending far more than these guys. And a lot of time what we find out is, you know, the product is pretty similar in quality or not enough to matter in in the reviews and so you end up having the same review rate and your margin isn't nearly what you know it is for competitors okay cool what same question what would be the biggest mistake you see people making with uh their images uh that's a great question so i would say they either just have a few images Oh, actually, never mind. The the answer is photoshopping. Like they try to photoshop into context, but that ruins the whole point of the 
you know, the lifestyle image or whatever they're trying to do. Like, you know, if your bottle is twice as big as the bicycle rider in the image or something like <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Um, right. And we've yeah. all seen those, right? You're like, Oh my God, who approved this? Yeah. Oh, if I can add to that, like the, actually the biggest, one of the biggest problems that we're seeing when people are getting started is like in their label design. So I kid you not, we see supplements that look like they're going to kill whoever consumes them. And like, they're, they're expecting sales. Right. And so oh my gosh, we try to help them and we're like, Hey man, you know, your testosterone booster, you know, we would, we would really suggest whether you use us or not, we don't care, but we just, you know, we really suggest you updating those labels and they're like, no, they're fine. And we're like, okay, you know, your sales will be the judge, but like, it's, it's insane. So definitely if you have any kind of supplement or beauty product or anything that has a label, make sure it's done really well or else, you know, you're, you're stuck with, you know, a thousand plus units of this, this product that nobody's going to want to buy it. It just doesn't attract them. Yeah. And you always suggest um, using professional photographers or if somebody says, Hey, I've got a really, I got the new, the newest iPhone. It's good. Got a good lens. What, what, What are your thoughts there? So my, yeah, my thoughts are professional photography. Like, so what we see a lot is customers come to us with like some decent images, but if your competitors all have great images, you're at a significant disadvantage. And then you end up buying those professional photos or you don't sell. And so, so many customers, whether it's with photography or not, are willing to cut those corners, but then they end up paying more either in a lack of sales or going and paying to get it redone. Um, and so they end up paying more in the end. Yeah. And, and it really does boggle my mind when I see people spending thousands of dollars on products, right? To get the stuff in. And then they're not willing to spend a couple hundred dollars more to get, you know, a nice photo or two done of their product. I'd rather have two, two solid photos than like nine really crappy ones, that, you know, that nobody's going to, uh, they're, they're going to see the first two or three and just, you know, bounce out. They're yep. gone. I totally agree. In photos, people think that listings are the main driver for conversion and what we're seeing listings are like largely about keyword exposure. Like you need to maximize your keyword exposure in your listings and yeah, it needs to be written well for, for conversions, but the largest driver for conversions apart from reviews and price is, is your images. Like you need to wow your customers with your image, show how great your product looks, help them to realize that like, your product is what they want, right? And that it's going to satisfy their needs, whatever that may be and whatever your product does. Yeah. Do you use all image slots? Is that your uh, your goal when you're doing stuff or do you uh, look at it on a case-by-case basis? Yeah. we So we try to use all nine, um, but if a customer doesn't want to pay for like that package, then we'll do whatever they specify. Okay. What's the worst Photoshop job you've seen so far from a client that comes to you? <laughs> the worst photo... So the worst... It wasn't the worst Photoshop job. It was like this customer who was, I don't know if it was like egotistic or what, but he, he had to be the model for his photos and like, it just was not a demographic fit and it was done on like an <laughs> iPhone 4S or something. It was like, it was absolutely insane. Like I could not believe my eyes. <laughs> You're like, we're changing these. I don't care what you say. Oh yeah. Um, so his thing was he had professional photos done, so he didn't want to change them. That was the unfortunate part. <laughs> Okay. Got you. Um, keyword length or sorry, uh, title length. What are, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. So <laughs> it was unfortunate because as soon as we started offering like our, you know, optimization service, 
Amazon really started to cut or uh, crack down on your like title character limits. And so we actually got a couple of people in trouble right off the bat because everybody else was, you know, doing these super long titles and we're like, Hey, awesome, more opportunity for keyword exposure. But now, you know, we've obviously since learned our lesson. That was a little over a year ago. And so now what we do for clients and what we're seeing, because we're working with, you know, products of, we're just working with such a large variety of products. What we're doing is if the style guy says, guide says, Hey, you're a beauty product. You need to have a minimum or maximum of 50 characters in your title, but all of your competitors have, you know, 150 characters. What we'll do for you is we'll write you both a 50 character and a 150 character, or you just let us know, Hey, this is what Amazon is enforcing with my title because we want to have as long, typically we want to have as long a title as possible to maximize your keyword exposure. And again, I don't want people to think like we're just filling in keywords, not at all. But if we can beautifully fill, like fit in, you know, a couple more keywords, that's potentially thousands of dollars more that you're going to be making. Um, so yes. So we, we give that to the customer to like, Hey, in Amazon, enforces them like they don't enforce them uniformly. So one guy who's selling, you know, a vitamin C serum has a 50 character limit while the next guy has 150. And so we, we try to eat, treat each customer individually with that. Cool. So I've talked to people and one of the things that I've noticed uh, with titles uh, in terms of Amazon coming by and slapping your wrist is that if it reads spammy, if it sounds spammy, chances are you're going to get knocked. But if you've got something, let's say you're, sell- you're selling, uh, what would be a good example, like scented candles, right? And you've got 10 different scented candles and then you start, you, you, you don't spam it to death. You say, you know, um, scented candles, including the following scents. And then you list 10 cents. That's going to be a, a really long title, right? Right. Uh, Amazon will look at that and say, okay, this is relevant. Um, and they typically won't do stuff. Now, I, I believe there's automation involved as well. So sometimes you get slapped no matter, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to try to keep it a little bit relevant, but you do, you want to try to, I mean, at some point you do have to push the limits, right? Because if you don't, if you do everything that Amazon always says to stay within terms of service to the letter, you're going to get just trounced by your competition. Yep, exactly. And one thing that we've seen in the last month is we've actually seen a lot of people or heard stories or like I'm always in the Facebook groups and whatever, but we've seen a lot of people getting, you know, their listings are sorry, their accounts like suspended because of listing infractions. Like, you know, maybe they have holiday sale in their title. These are like things that we definitely don't suggest doing or what Amazon has been doing. What we're seeing is if you have HTML in your description, they're not allowing you to make any changes to your listing. Even after you, like, even if you try to remove the HTML, Amazon is still, you know, something like, hey, you know, you violated this. This is not what they actually say. This is more of like my my internal Amazon voice, but they're like, hey, you know, you violated our policy when it comes to building, you know, your listing. We're not going to let you do any updates to your listing now. So, yeah. So just be weary of that. Yeah. I've had that happen. And then you can sometimes get it unblocked, but you got to contact seller support and then ask to be transferred to the catalog department. And yeah. then uh, hopefully get, get the right guy. <laughs> yeah. So that's always a tough part. What would be one of the things that are one of the more common things you coach sellers through? Definitely the launch, like the launch suggestions are like our bread and butter. That's what we've been doing for the last two years. 
only um, about two months ago did we really launch all of these other creative services. And the reason we launched all these creative services is because we were getting people ranking for great keywords and they just weren't sticking. And it's not a function of like viral launch, the launch doesn't work. It's a function of how well you sell organically once you are ranking. And so, you know, an example is, we launch a product that's set up well for conversions and has a, you know, a competitive number of reviews and it go from zero to one sales a day to, you know, 35 sales a day or, or 40 sales a day or whatever. But then a product that, you know, doesn't look so great um, or just isn't, isn't ready uh, or for conversions or whatever, we get it up there in ranking. And then, you know, maybe it increases by a sale a day or two, but then it falls back down. And so really it's our job to like catch those things before we, you waste all your money getting it ranking. Um, and then the other thing is just making sure like, Big sellers and small sellers, it's not, you know, just a small percentage of the market. We see a lot of people come to us and, you know, they're trying to rank for aloe vera gel, but they don't have the word gel in their title or they only have it in their description or something like that. And then they just don't get ranking for it. And so just we all we really try to make sure that you are going to be successful, like no matter how you're using our platform, it's like our goal to make sure that, you know, we're catching those things because we, we just see too many people making those mistakes. So, Casey, what's your thought process on on search terms uh, being an exact match now? So, you just you just mentioned aloe vera gel. What if it said aloe vera kit, blah blah blah, the best gel, and that's in your title? You seeing a difference there if you're splitting the words? No. Okay. So, uh, I've talked to different people. Some people say they have, and some people say they haven't. So, it it seems to be split down the middle. If you had to name three of the worst mistakes you've seen sellers make that doom their listings to failure, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> Yeah. Number one, having a terrible product. Number two, honestly, not being willing to spend the money that it takes in order to be successful. Like people think, you know, I'll set aside, you know, a thousand dollars to get this business, like going after my inventory or whatever. And they just trap themselves in this corner of not doing anything very well. And, you know, they're, they're trying to run up a slippery slope. They don't, they don't have, you know, their skis or whatever. And then, yeah, I guess, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know how to weight things again, like maybe just building a poor listing. Like you think that you can write it, but you don't have the keyword research. Like that is so big, like building a cute, uh, a listing that's centered around keywords is just so important. And again, though, if you're spamming it with keywords, then you're also doing yourself injustice. Um, yeah. yeah. What about, what about products in poly bags versus putting them in boxes and things like that. What, what are your thoughts on that on building a brand? So at least initially, if you're just trying to get a product going, I don't have a problem with poly bags. Like ideally we can put a sticker on it. So it, it like, and the thing is some people are like, you know, people buy the product, they're not handling the product. So why do I need a, a great packaging? One, like one benefit of having great packaging is just using it in your photos. And like I was talking about having a contrasting color that sticks out um, among competitors when scrolling through the search results, that can be big, you know, like, you know, eye masks, for example, are all blue. But if you could have like a color that's like orange on your box or something like that, that's going to like pop. That's, I mean, that's going to be dramatic for your session increase. Um, but 
Apart from that, I am big on like, let's wow the customer and provide them a great experience. And there's no better way to do that than, well, there are, there's great ways to do that. But I think that having a great box or like packaging, whatever that may be, is a good move in that direction. And again, like yeah. reviews are paramount. And so just, yeah, like I said, providing a great experience is so important to that. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I've told people from day one that if you can get something into a nice package and it's hard to make a poly bag really nice and make you can make it as nice as you can but it's still a poly bag right if you bought an right. iphone and it came in a super nice poly bag you'd be like Ugh, you know what i mean yep. um but yeah if you can spend a little bit more money obviously a poly bag is super cheap but if you can spend a little bit more money and and get that get those products into a nice box where everything seats nicely you can drive up the price. I, I've done it with my products yep. where, where products would normally sell, let's say for 29 bucks and I can sell them for $39, $10 more just by spending an extra, you know, 75 cents on a box. That looks super awesome. You know, yep, I totally black box. when it comes to split testing things, I imagine you guys are split testing the heck out of everything, right? Titles, uh, images, all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. right? yep. I, I bring that up because I, I think I remember you mentioning that you guys have created some kind of split testing platform or software. Is that right? Yeah. It's called listing dojo. Okay. Tell us about it. Yeah. So listing dojo, most people have heard of Splitly. Um, and so Splitly is our, our platform is, is similar in so much as it allows you to help understand what works best for my listing, right? Like whether it be your description or title or price or images like image set, main image. And so what listing, what here, I'll help give context. So what Splitly does really great is help you to understand what is, which one is better, A or B. Um, and they're very definitive about that. What Listing Dojo allows you to do is open up a bigger spread and then get more refined. So like, for example, if you have your product priced at $20, but you're not entirely, like you don't have data showing you what is the best price point, what Listing Dojo will allow you to do is test like, four different price points within four weeks. So you could test, you know, three dollars, uh, $23, $21.50, $20, $18.50, and then $17. And so it gives you this huge spread. So you can see, wow, my sales dramatically improve when I'm in the 17 range. So let me narrow down on that 17 range and get more granular. So then you try 17, 17, 50, uh, 18, uh, 16, 50. And then you can continue to like, narrow down to you get like very precise in what your, you know, upper like uh, optimum price point is in like, we're sometimes seeing incredible results. Sometimes you may already have it, have it like nailed down. Um, but like one example, and this is definitely one of our better case studies just to throw that out there. But you know, this girl improved her sales by $6,000 a month net just by dropping her price $2. Uh, she like, like 2.5 X her daily sales. Wow. 2.5. I was just going to ask you 6,000. That sounds impressive. But what was the total number? So yeah. 2.5 2. X. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a small to mid volume product. However you define it. But yeah, just by testing her price, like we, we tested a little bit high. We tested um, lower than that, but she didn't like her, her margin there. And so she, uh, I don't remember exactly what the price was, but by dropping it $2, it was that. Um, we also, again, like allow you to test your main images. And the two main things that we're seeing to test is your main image, because like I was talking about, that's what people are seeing in the search results. And that's what people are clicking on. 
uh, not so much your title. When we when we move around title, we're not seeing too much of a change in your conversion. Again, like if you have a terrible like listing overall, the the brand perception or the product perception decreases. But in terms of like conversion rate, like quantifying that, we're not seeing nearly the like results you would expect. But again, so that's what leads me even more to believe building your listing is all about keyword, like optimizing for keyword exposure. Right. So do you guys, when you're split testing the pricing and you're doing it over four weeks, is it running it like one week at a time at each price or is it somehow adjusting it daily and it's uh, and you're testing all four daily? Yeah. So right now through our, through our testing, like figuring out how we should be split testing this, we've we feel most comfortable testing seven day intervals because like, you know, your sales are different on a Sunday than they are a Tuesday than they are a Friday night or, or, or a Friday. And so we grab and we try to factor out as many variables as possible and we'll continue to build on the system so we can see, Hey, you, you know, your keyword ranking increased. So you might not want to attribute it to the uh, split test or whatever, like providing these kinds of warnings. But anyways, yeah, we run for seven days total because if we were split testing, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then testing the other price Thursday, Friday, your sales sessions, conversions would be different because consumer buying behavior is different on those days just naturally. Yeah. Does it have, has it gotten to a point where it factors in specific days that would um, modify the results like a holiday or, or anything like that? It hasn't. And so like that's, those are the kinds of things that we're like, we're building in essentially. Cool. No, that sounds cool. So, um, all right. Well, so you've got pricing, you got images, and then you've got the title. Um, in terms of the number one most important thing to split test, if you had to only pick one, which one would it be? Price for sure. Price for sure. And then, uh, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot again. Which one would be the least out of the three, the least effective? The title? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the title for sure. Okay. All right, cool. A couple more questions. Uh, do you still use brand name first in titles? Do you believe in that or, or no? No. So we're messing around with like, the only reason we include the brand name at all is because Amazon style guides like ask us to. We, we don't put, think that Amazon actually uh, gives you a little bit extra juice when you do that? I don't know. So I guess that's something we haven't tested. That's a good idea. Um, but we, we, so we put the brand name last because people aren't searching your brand name. And so we want to put like where, what we see is the most important keywords need to be at the beginning of your title because they're getting more weight. And again, Amazon is so difficult to like properly test all of these things because it's not happening in a vacuum, right? Like all these things are going on to your competitors listings. All these things are going on to your listing, whether they be clicks, you know, upvotes on your reviews. Like, so it's, it's impossible to like definitive, like, with 100% certainty say these kinds of things. But I mean, we, we do our best. And so, like I was saying, we see the biggest, or we see the best attribution to keyword ranking by putting those most important keywords in the beginning of your title. And obviously it like dilutes as you get further in. Okay. And that's a big question that people ask is like, well, how do I put my title or build my keywords into my title? So put everything at the beginning that's the most important. And as it gets towards the end, uh, less important. Yep, exactly. Okay. What, uh, what's the best thumbnail idea that you've actually ever seen? I mean, with 10,000 product, 11,000 products launched, you've probably seen something that somebody's brought to you and went, wow, that's creative. That's cool. And it drives attention to their thumbnail when someone does a search. 
Have you seen anything like that? Yeah, and we we just haven't had the time to get into it enough. Like we're changing up this, the listing dojo model and we'll have like a dedicated photographer for listing dojo and we'll go shoot you a bunch of different main images. And that's where we'll really have a lot of data on that. But right now I'm particularly fond of floating your image or floating your product, right? So like it, it throws off the... Uh, the shadow just a little bit that it like catches your eye. Like you're not entirely sure what is like, it's not so much that you're like, what the heck you're, it's just more of like, it's different, right. Versus like setting it on the ground, it's floating it above the plane, but just enough so that you still get a good shadow effect. Um, I'm really, I really like that. I also enjoy, um, like I said, like having contrasting colors, whether it be in your label or something you throw in there or like your packaging or anything like that. Okay. Wow. I think we've covered just a, just a ton of stuff. We're right just over the 45 minute mark. Anything else you want to add that I didn't ask or we didn't cover? Uh, no, sir. Oh yeah. Actually one little tip that we're about to put a blog post out on, but something we are noticing more and more is when you go and run a search, like vitamin C serum, for example, when you run a search in, um, like on the desktop, it automatically throws you into like the, the search is actually searching not in all departments. It's searching in, you know, like health and or like beauty and then like all these other subcategories where it comes down to like serums or something like that. And so what we've seen and more frequently recently uh, is customers are in the wrong like niche subcategory. And so when customers are running an organic search, like, you know, let's say it's some supplement like blood pressure pills or something. Um, if you're not in the right subcategory, then your product won't be showing up on page one, even if we run a launch because your product is in the wrong subcategory. So it's showing results for subcategory X, but you're in subcategory Y. And so it's just not going to show results. But if you look on the, you know, the mobile app, which always is showing in all departments, you will be showing up on page one. So before you run a launch or um, whatever you're doing, just make sure that you're in the appropriate subcategory. Uh, and again, like it's relative to what Amazon is showing. Like some searches don't filter down into those subcategories, but some do. And for those searches that do, make sure that you're in the right subcategory or else you just won't be showing up when people are searching for your product. So give me an example of the wrong subcategory for a product, because that's interesting. Yeah. So like if I search vitamin C serum, for example, it goes to beauty, it filters into beauty and personal care and then skin care. So if I had a vitamin C serum and I was in the wrong subcategory, I don't know, but let's just say like topical ointments or something is like an, the another option for a subcategory versus skincare. Then when customers go and search vitamin C serum, they're not going to see my product in the search. Okay. So yeah, I just went over there. So I typed in vitamin C serum. It's the, the, my selection is all, but the results are saying for beauty and personal care and then skincare. So that's what you're talking about there, right? Yeah. And recently, and I think that the reason we're seeing this happen more is because Amazon is playing around with this more. Like for example, you know, we run, a, we just ran a launch last week for this guy and he wasn't, he wasn't showing up, wasn't showing up. And then, you know, we're like, oh, well, you're not in the right subcategory, but then overnight, Amazon like changed the subcategory or they, they removed that subcategory. So they were going searching from a higher level up. And then, you know, he's on page one because he was in that level of subcategory. 
Okay, so if somebody realizes they're in the wrong subcategory, what do they do? So they change, they, they make sure that they put themselves in the correct subcategory. So like basically all you need to do is go run a search for like your your main keyword or keywords and make sure that your product is in the, the proper subcategory. And sometimes it can drop down like a few levels. I don't have an example offhand, but the problem is if we run a promotion, Amazon is attributing your sales to that subcategory specifically. So they're saying like for vitamin C serum, for example, they're saying, let's say you, you run a giveaway of 30 units a day. They're, they're counting all 30 of those sales for that keyword in that subcategory of skincare. And so if you switched to, you know, skin ointments or whatever, and like you would not be ranking there because you haven't driven sales. That is interesting. So you have some really interesting services. If uh, our users or our listeners, I should say, want to check it out or they want to get a hold of you, uh, where do they go? So you go to viral launch.com. Well, we have a phone number right up at the top or we have email. Like we have five different seller coaches that would love to like walk you through anything. And honestly, even if you're not signing up for anything, like we would just love to talk or like help you out answer any questions that you may have where we don't expect you to like pay us up front and then you get access to our time or anything like that. So yeah, like I said, like our goal is always to help you see success and basically let us know what that means for you. Yeah, cool. And uh, for our listeners, any kind of discount, anything you can offer? Yes, sir. So we have 20% off for our launches for your listeners. And I believe I sent you the coupon. It's AMPM success. Cool. Cool, guys. And guys, this is not an affiliate link. I don't get anything from this. If you guys want to use it, uh, definitely check it out. And um, yeah, and you're full of knowledge. I'd love to have you on a regular basis. I think uh, <laughs> with all the, the clients that, you, that you're that you running through your system and through your service, um, you're, you're just always going to have some nuggets. Thanks, man. Yeah. I Honestly, like I just love talking about Amazon. This is kind of where I live and breathe. So I'd yeah, love perfect. to. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, Casey Goss, CEO of Viral Launch. He just helped you guys improve your listing. He dropped tons of golden nuggets today. So Casey, thank you for coming on the show, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. You have a great day. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.